Hi there. Before the episode begins, I just wanted to let everyone know that, once again, the Adventure Games Podcast and Armor Game Studios have partnered this week to coincide with the release of the Don't Escape trilogy, which you can find now on Steam. You can get the Don't Escape trilogy on its own, or you can get them part of a bundle which will also include Don't Escape 4. And all these games are available now. Now, I'll be talking a little bit more about these games later on in the episode, but a few comments on the Dota Escape trilogy from Steam players. Uh, one person said, There are very few games that can produce fear in me, but these stories, while simple, they are massively narrated and paced. Uh, another person said, This is a marvellous bundle of the original trilogy of the Don't Escape series, and I must say it is well worth the money. And another reviewer said, The Don't Escape games are true horror classics that, even though you can play them for free on Armour Games' website, are totally worth getting here on Steam to not only support the developer and his excellent games, but to bump this trilogy up on the Steam chart so that people that have never played these games before can discover them and experience what we experienced so many years ago. So that's just a few of the reviews that you can find on the Don't Escape trilogy page on Steam. And this is out now. I'll be talking about these games a little bit more later on. But for now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Okay, thank you so much for joining us for episode 24, I believe we're on now. And I am here, as always, with Thomas Bex, the Flying Dutchman himself. Hello, Thomas. <laughs> hey, Sersha. I'm not really flying right now. It's more like the lounging Dutchman. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're uh, we're both sitting, but at least we're... I think it's safe to say we're not in a heat wave in Ireland. <laughs> the rest of the world, or the rest of Europe and the United States seems to be suffering from uh, really, really hot temperatures. I think it's safe to say that Ireland isn't. <laughs> well, I went to the Aran Islands this uh, this weekend, and we had magnificent weather. Very nice. Truly, truly gorgeous. It was Mediterranean-like. And I can anyone anybody visiting uh, Ireland and having the time for it, I can highly recommend visiting the Aran Islands. Very nice. And and then tell me, do they speak English over there? <laughs> yes. No, they, they speak uh, English with an Irish accent. <laughs> ah, bejesus now. <laughs> yeah, something like that, yeah. No, because I, I think I went many years ago, but I think it, it's they're, they're known to speak Irish over there. It's known to speak Gaelic over there. But yeah, they speak English as well. But no, I'm very happy to hear you enjoyed it there. I have... I have to go back. I didn't do anything too exciting myself. I went to a comedy festival where there were some American comedians. Michelle Wolf was the headline act. I don't know if you heard of her. She oh ha- nice. She had her She's own show good. on Netflix. She was very good. And then there was Jenna Friedman, who at least was a writer for the David Letterman show and Late Night with Seth Meyers. And uh, yeah, then uh, I forget the name of the other guy, John Soder, I think, uh, from New York. So. Uh, pretty good, pretty good day all around. 
So, we are here. We've got a few games to discuss as always. We're going to have a taxi cab ex exclusive today. So we're going to go on some taxi rides today with two games in particular. One in particular, Night Call, which you've just finished. And I'll be talking about the demo of Neo Cab, so we can compare and contrast the two games and you know see what similarities they have and what differences they have. Now, be before we get to the news and reviews, I meant to do this since the beginning of this podcast way back last January, but I kept forgetting. So now I want to make sure I don't forget, but I want to give a shout out to the people who started following the Adventure Games podcast on social media. And um, so again, so we start with the on the Twitter machine. So hmm. uh, people who started uh, following the Adventure Games podcast are Kibu Entertainment. And I don't know if you know these people, but Zach Parkerson and Scott L. Clark. I don't know if you've heard of them, Thomas. No, no idea who those people yeah, are. Yeah, no. And Willie Morgan and Douglas Hol Holmquist. So hello to everyone there. Thank you for following the Adventure Games podcast. Yeah, welcome to the community. Twitter, yeah, welcome to the community. Welcome everybody, first of all. Then on Facebook, we had one new follower called Ben Rosner, who followed last week. He started following last week. So welcome, Ben. And then on Instagram, we had a few as well. So we had Sabine Anna 1978, Dan Peach Viperont, who I believe was the developer of one of the games we reviewed earlier on, mm -hmm. and Mact, so it's m.a.ct, so welcome guys as well, and girl, <laughs> uh, delighted that you could join us as well, so, and I will try and do it every week, or at least every two weeks, give a shout out to the new followers who start following us on, on social media, and yeah, thank you to everyone for listening, we broke a record this month, we have over 6,000 people who tuned into this podcast this month alone so nice. it's uh yeah going pretty well uh, it's going still going upwards so we'll see how long that continues <laughs> but thank you to everyone yeah. for your support and for listening as well and if you do enjoy the show now you can feel free to get in touch with us you can contact us uh, either through the social media channels that i mentioned we are also on discord where there are a few developers who chat there and you can contact us through the website, adventuregamespodcast.com or social media. And you can also leave a review. If you enjoy the show, you can leave a review on iTunes. Let us know what you think. And, uh, you know, we're very happy to hear from you. If you give any feedback at all, we take it all on board. So uh, feel free to to drop us a line. So... Uh, so, yeah, so now we can head to the news then. And the first thing that I wanted to mention again is Adventure X, which me and Tomas will be going to. So are you looking forward to it, Tomas? Yes. <laughs> Quite a lot, yes, actually, yeah. because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to going there, to walk around, to meet the people who make all these wonderful games and to see what's happening and maybe... Yeah, maybe we can do some interviews and spread the uh, spread the gospel of adventure uh, of adventure podcast. So I don't know. Yeah, and, and have a great weekend. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and it's um, so we'll be 
uh, to the death conferences second and third of November. And I also wanted to mention that the tickets that the Adventure X put out have, they sold out pretty much, uh, immediately or after a couple of hours. But if you still want to make it to the conference, the British Library, which are hosting the conference, they will be putting out the tickets themselves on September the 4th at 11 a.m. BST. So I would advise people who still want to go to either set a notification or set an alarm for that time at 11 a.m. BST, September 4th, because I imagine they will also sell out from the British Library's end. And so again, for the 2nd and 3rd of November. So they've announced uh, some of the people who will be speaking at the conference. So some of the people who will be speaking there include Dan Marshall, who's a developer of Time Gentlemen Please, and Meg Giant, uh, J-A-Y-A-N-T-H. Apologies if I got a pronunciation wrong, because I'm sure I did. She was the main developer of 80 Days by Inkle Studios, also developed uh, Heaven's Vault. And uh, also there giving talk will be Catherine Neal, who worked on Astrologaster, and Jess Haskins, who worked on Lamplight City and is currently working on Rosewater with Francisco Gonzalez. So she gave a great talk nice. on in Narrowscope in Boston as well. So I'm looking forward to hearing her speak there as well. So there's some of the people who will be talking there, and I'd recommend to check them out. And Adventurex have also announced the games that will be exhibiting at the conference. Now, uh, there are too many to, to mention now, but you can see them all on adventureexpo.org. But just some of the games that will be there are the Crimson Diamond, which is using a type part, so you have to type in that game like the old school games. Mm. Um, and then there's Sumatra, Fate of Yandy, which was released earlier this year, Backbone, TikTok, A Tale for Two, the multiplayer co-op adventure game, which, you know, the two of us still have to play as well, Astrologaster, yeah, we have to play that one. Yes, really want to play that. Then there's Elsinore, the, as I mentioned last week, it was released last week, so it's a time-looping game set in Shakespeare's Hamlet. And finally, also Inspector Waffles by Goloso Games will be there as well. So uh, Goloso Games I spoke with as well, and I'll be, I'll be uploading my interview with him later on as well, where, well, sometime in a couple of weeks or months where he spoke about this game, Inspector Waffles. So a lot of games there. You can find out more about them on adventureexpo.org and they're under exhibitors. Uh, so now, on with the games that uh, that have been announced or sent game news. So I believe you have a game, Thomas, that you want to talk about? Yes, because there is a specific movie that celebrates well that's not the only one <laughs> uh, that celebrates its 20th anniversary this year and um, that means it was released in 1999 which is by a lot of people considered maybe one maybe one of the if not the best year in movies and to give you an example of what was released in 1999 we'll start with the biggest one the matrix we have uh, The Sixth Sense, we have American Pie, we have American Beauty, Star Wars Episode One, Toy Story 2, Notting Hill, Fight Club, Being John Malkovich, Eyes Wide Shut, The Mummy, Tell It Mr. Ripley, Magnolia, Office Space, Boys Don't Cry, The Green Mile, The Iron Giant, Galaxy Quest, Tarzan, Sleepy Hollow, Austin Powers, The Insider, Deep Blue Sea, yeah, I can go on. But the one I want to talk about, so it's a good or year, then. briefly mentioned here, <laughs> is 
the one that um, it wasn't the first one, but it popularized it, to, uh, and that is the Blair Witch Project. And um, Blair Witch Project is obviously the found footage horror movie that scared uh, a lot of people, including me. I did not see it in the in the cinemas in 1999, but I did see it a, a few years later on a DVD, and it sc- still scared the shit out of me. So they released a <laughs> gameplay trailer, and um, it's by Blooper Team and Lionsgate Games. And it gives you an idea of what this game is going to be. It's mostly atmosphere. It looks very scary. And it looks like you have a dog. And you can tell that dog to do things. And it can dig up things. And it can scare away things. And I think especially that is going to be very, uh, very handy. And it actually looks very atmospheric and pretty scary. Hey. It's, uh, I, I, I didn't think you'd call. Yeah, well, how's the search going? This is no longer just a missing person case, Jess. You don't sound like yourself. You okay? Uh, I, no, no, it's, it's, it's nothing. Bullet, seek. Just talk to me, please. You heard the legend, right? Uh, about the witch? Alice, you sure you're doing fine? Jess, I swear, there's something really messed up going on in these woods. Calm down. What did you see? It's, it's hard to explain. Memories? Bad memories. Jess, you there? I think I'm starting to lose it. Jess? 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 So, check out the Blair Witch gameplay trailer. It's not entirely clear when it's gonna come out or if it's already out. I don't think it's already out. I um, don't think so. No, I think it's sometime in 2019, but I don't think there's a specific release date. Yeah, but it looks very good and it looks very scary. It seems to have captured the spirit of the movie uh, very well. Um, and if I may... Um, promote uh, something else very quickly here. Um, My friends of the Hollywood Outsider, uh, which is uh, um, related to the Gaming Outsider, um, they did an interview with the director of the Blair Witch Project. If you want to know more about the movie uh, and how it influenced uh, its director and uh, uh, well, the cinema in general, uh, check out that interview. It's really good. It's done by uh, by Aaron uh, Peterson, and uh, he's a damn good interviewer. So that's the Blair Witch cool. gameplay trailer. Cool. Okay. Look forward to uh, finding out more about that. You you um, found some um, some Kickstarter projects that were interesting, right? Yeah. So there's a couple of Kickstarter projects as well, and uh, very quickly, just wanted to 
give a shout out again to Theropods, which is still on Kickstarter and still needs your help. So that's the yes. dinosaur game, uh, which both myself game. and Tomas have Support backed. We really want to play that game. Please back it if you, well, if you like it, if you can afford to. But uh, please check it out and see if you can back it as well. We want this game to to be made and we want to play this game. It looks really, really good. So uh, that's Theropods, the game. Another game that looks really cool is Blood Opera Crescendo. So this is a game that is it's kind of a musical from what I could see. So uh, this game is set in 18th century Vienna. Now the developers said that this is a 2D story-driven RPG investigative adventure in pixel art set in the Baroque era with mechanics inspired by the Ace Attorney and Persona series. So now I would also say that the way it looks, it looks like a top-down JRPG. Uh, it looks like To the Moon and Fighting Paradise. I don't know if you play those games, Tomas. No, I don't uh, think so. Now, I would, I would definitely, definitely recommend them. They, uh, if you think that games or adventure games cannot make you cry, then play those games, in particular To the Moon. And if you do not have a tear in your eye, then, well, you, you're don't you have no heart. But anyway, back to this game, Blood Opera Crescendo. So the game you play is a disgraced orchestra director and skilled composer struggling with addictions, delusions of grandeur, and a murderer who transforms human beings into musical instruments. So you discover Ew. the charming city. I know. <laughs> cool, right? So you discover yeah. the charming city of Blackburg and a terrible truth hidden behind a luxurious curtain that covers the entire city as you face interrogations, collect clues, and develop love affairs. So will you be able to discover who is directing the blood opera without being killed? So you mm. can find out more about this game on Kickstarter, uh, where they have screenshots, they talk more about the story and the gameplay, and there's a trailer as well, and there's some parts of the soundtrack and the features as well. So uh, it is out on Kickstarter, and they are looking for your help to get this game as well. They need 10,000 euros to be able to make this game. So there's still a couple of weeks left at the time of recording. So that game again is Blood Opera Crescendo. Cool. And you have a very different type of game, uh, Tomas, yes. I, I hear. I found a very um, sweet-looking game called Un Pas, Un Pas Fragile, if I pronounce that correctly it's it's french uh but don't let that uh, deter you if you're not into foreign languages because uh, this is a very short sweet game where you follow the journey of camille a frog who dreams of becoming a ballet dancer it's a very short interactive experience it's a narrative game designed for all ages and there is no text so uh even if you don't know french that doesn't matter because you will be able to play this game and um, I think it was originally a student game, and it looks it looks like a children's book come alive. And I like the style, and I think I'm going to play this uh, when we're done. It looks sweet, doesn't it? Yeah, no, I I love the art style, the you know kind of minimalistic art style, and kind of from what I see, the only uh, well, he's in co well, he or she, the frog is in color, but it looks. It looks really nice, actually, and I might give it a try myself. So, developers, I believe, are Unpa Fragile Team, which makes sense, I suppose. 
that's quite normal <laughs> for student uh, student projects. You know that, that they are not a studio yet, so they name themselves usually after the project they worked on, and then they disband or they move on to the next project. So that's uh, it's interesting. I always like well, seeing uh, seeing student projects because they tend to come up with some. They dare to take risks and they come up with new ideas, and it's always interesting to see what they come up with. You know, see a, a lot of potential uh, in, in project like that. You found another game on uh, on Kickstarter, right? Yeah, so this seems to be another dark game, which don't know. It seems to be kind of like a trend here, but uh, this game is called Locked and Away. So this game is a horror game set in an unknown location where people, where ten people, have to survive puzzle floors to continue on. So there are ten people locked in a room. And they have to attempt to survive in this murder house. So it's inspired by Danganronpa and Doubt. And the game contains tons of lore about each of the survivors while all the while keeping a murderous game alive. The game contains tons of secrets on what's going on and it's up to the player to figure out what's happening. Now, uh, the, this game is on Kickstarter and... The developer says that he's using RPG Maker MV to create this game. The game will contain around six or seven chapters, and it's still work in progress. So what you see now, that he mentioned that he'll probably change. But again, the developer's Hunter Hani, and it's already met is its goal, which is a minimal goal. It's 179 euros. It's Time recording is 230 euros, but there's some stretch goals as well that the developer said he will do more with the game if they reach it, and the more money he gets, the better he can make the game. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend people check out this Kickstarter called Locked and Away. Cool. So, I believe uh, you have another kind of... Is it probably oh. similar-ish game? <laughs> no, I, I, I found... Well... We keep with the dark, uh, the dark uh, trend here, because uh, the one I came across was uh, the Stranger interactive game, and um, the story is that your wife died in a boat accident, and uh, after the funeral you disappeared for a few months. You have retired to a farm in the middle of nowhere, but maybe you are not alone, and it looks mm. like. Um, like a sort of uh, choose-your-own-adventure game, like the books, um, where you just make choices and then things happen, and it doesn't look like those are usually nice things. And it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it looks very simple. Yeah. Um, mm. it, it's, it's got video uh, uh, video parts, so it looks a bit like, yeah, like an, an interactive uh, choose-your-own-adventure uh, novel. Yes, so. it looks like an interactive FMV, Choose Your Adventure. Yeah. With, yeah. with this kind of uh, crazy person <laughs> chasing you. I mean, I saw, I saw the trailer, which was a bit <laughs> a bit crazy. And I believe mm -hmm. there are uh, multiple story endings as well that depend on your choices. Wow, that's always cool. That, uh, that allows so, for a lot of replayability. Most definitely. So that's a Stranger interactive game. And... Now from me, it's surprise, surprise, another Kickstarter. It's called really? Precursor. <laughs> I'm full of Kickstarters this uh, this week. Now this is a point-and-click game inspired by classic adventure games. Now the developers say that this is 
uh, games of mystery and adventure set in a fantastical world, which is a story-driven point-and-click game. So uh, the story is you meet the three main characters, Ashley, Arya, I wonder where I've heard that name before, and Linky. (laughs) And they sneak into their father's office, but they fall asleep. But when they wake up, they find out that they're no longer in the same room. And this room feels much older, and the atmosphere is vastly more foreboding. And then they hear the whimpers of a young boy who appears to be in his early teens. Uh, But then when they talk to him, they find out that he has no memory of who he is or how he came to be in the situation. So the only memory he's able to recall is a name, an unusual name to match his unusual clothing. So he's unable to say how long he has spent in this room. So the further you proceed through the many layers of the story, the more you begin to unravel your true purpose within this exciting fantasy world. And so now you play four playable characters with unique skill sets. The developer promised lots of puzzles in the game, uh, but it's story-driven as well. Uh, Multiple difficulties as well. So they have, again, on Kickstarter, on their page, they uh, go through in more detail the game with the characters, with the story, they have screenshots. And uh, no, I didn't see any video, but they have, it looks really nice. It looks cool. They also have links to their Discord page and Twitter and Facebook. And you can check this. Very distinct style. Most definitely. You can check this game out. It's pre-cursor as well. So I include all the links on the show notes as well. So, and now, finally, before we get to the reviews section, I believe there's one more game that interested you. Yeah, I, um, I came across this called A Place for the Unwilling. And they describe it as a narrative experience set in the last days of a dying city. Explore these twisted streets as you meet their inhabitants and get closer to them. Time never stops and the end keeps getting closer. That mm. I found fascinating. My time is running out, my, my dear friend. I know you won't understand why I did it, but believe me, it was my only way out.
checked a, a few trailers, mm -hmm. and uh, the art style is very peculiar, very distinctive. Yeah, I, I, I'm not sure how to explain this. It's, <laughs> it has a bit of a, um, um, again, a bit of a children's book aesthetic, but I get the feel that the game is is pretty dark in places, uh, in a good way, um, and draws its influence from a lot of things. I saw something like the the King in Yellow come come by, which is obviously uh, something mentioned in Lovecraft and mm -hmm. in uh, True Detective and stuff like that. And yeah, it looks um, it looks very interesting, very interesting. And if I'm not mistaken, it came out a couple of days ago, so uh, you can play this. Yeah, it's it's out now. It's. Uh... It it looked really interesting, as you mentioned. It's inspired partly by Lovecraft. They also say that they take the narrative depth and exploration of Sunless Sea with a curious setup of oh. Majora's Mask, plus a dash of Lovecraft. And they say it, it's set in a Dickensian world of color and eldritch nightmares. And I believe you have to make decisions as well of what you do in the final twenty-one days of this city that do you try and save the city or do you try and save yourself or uh, that the, the clock is ticking and the city carries on with or without you um mm. yeah which reminds me of the u2 song but i don't think i should start singing it <laughs> no <laughs> but, let's leave the singing to bono yeah um yeah so uh yeah so it's a living breathing world each walkthrough is unique they say that there are over 100 narrative events based on everyday decisions and they shape a unique story. And they say, no, I don't know what people think, but the developers say, all story, no puzzles. There's no combat, mini-maps, or quest markers. Story is everything. So, again, if you want probably challenging puzzles, then maybe not this game. But if you want what looks to be a really, really interesting story, then I would say this game could be for you. I believe it's gotten some positive reviews. Uh, yeah, already it's gotten some really positive reviews on Steam, so... Uh, yeah. That looks very interesting. So that's a place for the unwilling. And now before we get to the reviews, because I'm sure many of us are looking forward to your review of Nightcall, just wanted to mention, as I mentioned at the top of the program, that this episode, like last week, is brought to you by Armor Game Studios. Though so The Adventure Games Podcast and Armor Game Studios have partnered together for the release of the Don't Escape trilogy. So this is published by Armor Game Studio and is developed by Script Welder, which is a one-man studio from Poland. Now these games, this Don't Escape trilogy, they this is a port of the original web games. They are being released in one handy bundle where you can play them all together. It's not a remake or a remaster and there's no new content but again this is a way for fans who own the original series in one place on the and the library. It's also a way for more people to discover these games and you can help support the developer uh, because Flash might not be available in the future so this time if you get it on Steam you can play it at any time as well. So the trilogy is available on Steam only available now for $4.99 uh, but if you have already bought Don't Escape 4 which I'll talk about now in a second as well you can get a small discount on this game and likewise if you buy this game 
and you can then get a small discount on Don't Escape 4. So now this game is a collection cool. of three. It is indeed. And now the concept I found interesting because there, as you can tell from the title, it's it's like an escape the room, but except you don't escape the room. So <laughs> instead of having to escape the rooms, you have to securely lock yourself in the room. So in the first game, you are a werewolf and you need to securely lock yourself in your room to protect the townspeople because you know that when the full moon shines, then you will go out and probably kill and eat people. So you being a nice person, you want to make sure that doesn't happen. The second game is set during a zombie apocalypse. And again, you need to fortify your location. You need to secure your location, make sure the zombies cannot get in. But your mm-hmm. friend who is with you, he is he has just been bitten. And the third and final game is set on a space station as well. Now, this game is more of a horror title than the first two games, but uh, it's it looked really interesting as well. So these were the these were originally available online, but now they're coming to Steam, and they are out. They were out this week, so I would recommend that people check these games out. Uh, the publishers Armor Game Studios also released. Uh, Don't Escape, Four Ways, Four Days to Survive. It was initially called Don't Escape into the Wasteland, but the name has been changed. So this is a full feature-length game. It is a single-player point-and-click adventure game. It is standalone. You do not need to play the originals for any context. Even though it has tense and unsettling elements, it's more of a sci-fi mystery thriller than a horror game. And now, I've played a little bit of this game, and do you remember a few months ago I spoke about The Long Dark? Uh, where yeah. I, where I spoke that overall I enjoyed it, but I wanted an adventure game that was similar, but more of an adventure game with uh, survival and exploration aspects, um, mm-hmm. rather than just this uh, survival game, which was really, really hard. Well, this game seems to be it, because it's 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 definitely an adventure game point. It's a point-and-click adventure game with survival aspects. So the main objective is every day you need to survive, basically, as the title implies. And now the curious thing about this game is that each day presents a different threat. So uh, in my case, in day one, there were some giant spiders and I had to find a way to survive the night from the spiders. So you nice. have to, mm. yeah, it's, I mean, for me, it was pretty scary. <laughs> so you have to go around the town. You have to, again, pick up objects. You have to, uh, again, see what you can use to, uh, you know, to survive the spider. So you can, so you find a place and you need to fortify it. You need to make sure it's impenetrable or as impenetrable as possible. You need to find weapons and you need to see what you can use to fight off the spiders and keep them out. But the curious thing is that each per- each person's uh, playthrough would probably be different. So if if you were to play, Thomas, you're in day one, you might have a different threat. So you might have locusts, you might have poisonous gas um, mm-hmm. fra- to survive against. So it's it would be kind of different. So the way to survive, protect yourself would be different. So it's also adds some replay value as well. So if you replay again, you can find out how to, uh, you know, different ways to survive as well. And so, and also you find out more and more about the plot as you play the game. So 
the plot is that there has been an explosion on the moon, and this has caused some serious, serious effects on Earth. And so you seem to be uh, one of the very few people left alive. Now, you do meet other characters in the game, which are very, you know, interesting ways. I won't spoil how you meet them. And then you need to decide, you know, do you want them to join you or do you leave them to where they are? Because are they good? Are they bad? I myself don't know. I'm still on day two. But so far, I am really enjoying it. And again, I look forward to maybe replaying it to see what different threats there would be. And there are also two endings. So there is one true ending, and it's only accessible if the player does something specific in their first playthrough. Uh, now, if done so upon replaying, the players will see a title, The Awakening, on the main screen. And the ending and some character interactions will be very different, provided the players figure out what they need to do. Now, I haven't seen this ending yet. I don't know what that is. I'm looking forward to seeing if I can get this true ending. But this game is available on Steam, GOG, Cartridge, and The Humble Store. And so, so far, I haven't finished it yet, but I am enjoying it. And I think if you want something a little bit different as well, it does generally feel like you're in an apocalypse here and you have to survive. So I, I will definitely finish this game because it's more forgiving than The Long Dark. And also another interesting thing is the game has a clock in in the game. Now, it doesn't go in real time, but it, it advances with certain actions. So if you travel along the map and if you do certain actions, so if you build or disassemble things, then the, the clock will advance. Now, again, it seems to be pretty forgiving, but again, you do need to decide what you need to do as well. So that game, again, is Don't Escape 4 Days to Survive, so you can check it out on, as mentioned, Steam, GOG, Cartridge, and the Humble Store. And you can also check out the Don't Escape Trilogy, available on Steam now. So, so um, I believe you have played a game, and you've reviewed a game now as well. So now we head out to uh, to taxis. So we're going to take a taxi <laughs> and see what the, what the destination is. <laughs> uh, is it a good yeah. destination, or should we have taken this taxi... Well, I don't know, actually. What do you think? I I intentionally asked you not to tell me because I want to uh, find out here. So uh, over to you, then, Thomas. Yes, because I played a little game called Night Call. You are a taxi driver. Paris is your city, and you know it's every corner. During one of your night shifts, you get attacked by an unknown serial killer and left for dead. You didn't see the killer's face, and hopefully whoever it was didn't see yours. Fast forward a couple of weeks as you leave the hospital and get back behind the wheel. A corrupt detective gives you an ultimatum. Help her find the killer, or she'll pin the murders on you. Night Call is a noir game where you'll pick up passengers, drive them to their destination, and find time to gather clues and pay your bills. In this non-linear narrative experience designed to be replayable, you can encounter more than 70 characters and find three different killers. Among your passengers are five suspects, one of them guilty. The rest, innocent enough. If one of the suspects enters your taxi, you'd better pay attention. 
One might accidentally slip some evidence or even decide to finish the job should they recognize you. The killer in one case may be innocent in another. Keep in mind that outside of the investigation, life must go on. Each action you take will cost you precious time. Which passengers do you pick up? What clues do you follow up on? Where do you go? In Night Call, the choices are yours. Just remember, the clock is ticking. Night Call, uh, it takes place in Paris. In the, uh, now it's a modern game. But it is. Uh, it feels like a, a noir, and uh, the story is that there is a, a serial killer roaming the streets of Paris, which is bad news, of course. <laughs> and um, the victims of the serial killer have all been in your cab, and in fact, the latest victim and the only one to survive the serial killer are you. So you wake up at the start of the game. You wake up in this in uh, out of a coma in uh, in the hospital, and um, you get coerced by a, a French detective to uh, cooperate, or she will uh, make your life very very miserable. And that's where it starts. And the the fun thing here is, it's not just um, trying to find the killer. The most important thing is keeping your taxi on the road. So it's both uh, business and it's pleasure. Um, because without a cab, you are useless and you lose—you literally lose the game. So um, what you need to do is you drive around Paris, you pick up customers and you listen to their stories and you make money and you try to find clues because a lot of the um, people that enter your car have something have something to tell, or they think they they've seen something uh, for from the uh, um, that has to do with the investigation, or they are actually uh, actively uh, involved in the investigation, or they might even be suspects in the investigation. So cool. uh, you need to find a balance between making money in your car and working on that investigation, and that is uh, not as easy as it sounds. The first time I played it, I completely failed. <laughs> uh, I was on the on the start of day six. I had not paid uh, attention to my um, to my gas, and uh, basically I uh, ran out of gas. They had to come and uh, and rescue me. That cost me so much money that I could no longer, uh, uh, yeah, afford my taxi, and um, I got fired. And that was the end of it. <laughs> wow, that's so, um, pretty that harsh. A, you know, they, they didn't yeah, bail you out. And that, <laughs> and that was on story mode. <laughs> that was the easiest, the easiest mode. So I, I kind of underestimated um, the the game there. So the second time, uh, well, because if you start, you first have to pick which uh, investigation you want to do, and then you get to pick the difficulty. There are three difficulties, and I played the game. I finished two of the three investigations, and I played them both on story mode because I I just wanted to experience it for the story. And the fun thing here is um, there is a lot going on because, hello, it's Paris. Huh? It's the city of light. It's France's capital. It's one of the most famous cities in the world. 
So there's a lot going on there. And um, there's a lot of humor in the game. And you pick up some weird, weird customers. And in the meantime, you also find out a bit about yourself. Because the game does not give you a, a, a very thorough background. But you know that. But as the player, you know there is a background because it's being hinted at by the detective who uh, forced you to work for him, um, by by other things that 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 happened during the uh, um, during the taxi ride, and yeah, some really weird shit happens, <laughs> and that's actually that that's completely unexpected, um, and that had nothing to do with the. Um, with the case uh, on itself, there is actually a feature in the game that keeps track of all the uh, all the customers you've picked up and what you did with them, uh, how you responded to them. So it's also fun to play it and then respond differently to different customers. So for in one case, I responded in a certain way and the passenger gave me her phone number and the other way... Uh, I, I responded, and then she left the taxi angry. And then you see in your in your Pasadex that you have found that customer and the two ways that you responded to uh, her. And um, I will give one explanation or one uh, example of of the weird things that that can happen. Is uh, one of my passengers was a cat. A cat. Uh, <laughs> a cat. Yeah, a black cat that just entered the the the, the taxi somehow made 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 me aware of where she wanted to go and actually paid for the for the cab ride and that gives you a bit of an idea of all the the weird stuff that can happen as well and there's a lot a lot more weirder stuff that can uh, that, that that is going on there so um so did, did the cat talk <laughs> or is that a spoiler no no the cat didn't didn't talk per se but it did uh <laughs> did stuff it uh, yeah I, I, i'm not okay. going to that it's, okay. it's more fun that... to discover that stuff yourself um was a drunk guy in a Santa suit, and there were guys dressed up like the Power Rangers, and there were also very, very deep stories. Like one passenger you pick up that uh, was an uh, was of Indian descent, and she was going to the airport to pick up the her future husband that she had never met before, and you talk about that. So it's it's both a mix of um, very difficult subjects and fun. Cool. And okay. Some weird shit. <laughs> so that's uh, that's 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 nice. Um, one of the things I liked less was there is a certain repetitiveness in it, in here. Um, you meet, you see the same uh, customers, whichever um, whichever case you take, and the case is uh, they all start the same. If you take the Angel of Death or you take the Judge, which are the two cases I I finished, they start exactly the same. With you waking up in a coma, it's just a different serial killer, different subjects, uh, different uh, uh, suspects, and um, I think there are some uh, customers that are um, tied to the case. But for instance, I um, the the guy I pointed as the the one who did it in the first case I played, I picked him up in the second case as a normal passenger. So there is a lot of overlap there. It's not like it's a continuing story, like the, the first case leads into the second case and the second case leads into the third case. No, it's a it's a rounded story. If you play the case, it has a beginning and an end, and you play the middle. So um, that is both uh, a positive thing because you have a finished whole, mm -hmm. but there is no diversity there in the way it is presented. Um, I got the impression that uh, they have more cases coming, 
which I like because I did like this uh, this game. Uh, one case to play one case took me about four to five hours um, to finish it. Uh, that includes two plays because the first time I played it, I did not finish it <laughs> as I told you. So um, uh, it's it's yeah, you're 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 driving around and it's very simple. You see Paris from 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 uh, Berta view and you see the places where you can go to and you click and then you can decide whether or not you take this passenger. And if you take the passenger, then the interaction part starts and you see uh, you, you drive in the, in the taxi. You don't have to drive anything, really. It's just you talking to the passenger or the passenger talking to you or not talking to the passenger. And then you drop him off, the passenger pays, and you can um, you can go uh, to the next passenger or you can decide to visit one of the locations that have come up in your investigation and see if you can find more clues. Now, at the end of the day, and the day ends um, right after 4 a.m., so if you have a ride that starts at 5 minutes to 4 uh, the, the the day ends after that ride ends after 4 a.m. Then you go home, you uh, put all the clues you have on the board, and then you can um, match the clues and try to find which suspect has the most compelling evidence. Not that they, they mentioned this specifically at the start of the game, not the most evidence, but the most compelling evidence. So uh, that's the detective part uh, of this uh, story. You pick up um, you pick up clues from police reports, from uh, visits to places, from uh, interviews with people, but also from rumors from uh, service agents at the gas station, for instance. On day seven, it's for you to decide which one of the five suspects you think did it. And if you're correct, then you go to that story. And if you're not correct, I don't know what happened because the two times I finished it, I actually managed to point the correct uh, villain. So, congratulations! That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's that's the story. And um, most noir um, art in general, uh, they they have a soundtrack that is jazz. Jazz is is I think a staple of of noir uh, games, of noir movies, of noir whatever. Uh, but this has a more of an 80s synth score, which I really liked because it gives the game a bit more of a timeless feel. Um, it doesn't place it in a specific time and age. Um, so uh, that, that's one thing I liked. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed playing it. I'm definitely going uh, to play the third uh, uh, case as well and see uh, what that was. That's the most difficult case where there's apparently no clear reason why the, uh, the, the, the the victims are the victims. Uh, in the first one, that was a very clear one. In the second one, that was less clear. And in the third one, it's apparently not so very clear. So I look forward to finishing that one and to any future content that uh, they can deliver for Nightcall. Cool. Look forward to checking checking that out if I can then. So, so with regards to the, the gameplay, now you mentioned that it's you know you play detective at night time when you go to the your apartment and then you interact with the customers you have to make sure you make enough money to keep your taxi uh do you spend all the time then in the taxi talking to the customers is that the the bulk of the game then would yes. you say yeah and do you go out yep. of the taxi at any point or is it just all in taxi no that's all story it's not it's not like uh, like in a point and click adventures that you walk around so, okay. You are in. You are in the taxi. You you're not moving or anything. I mean, the taxi moves from from point A to point B, and the only thing you do in, during that period is interact with the customer. 
Okay. But it's purely purely story story driven. There is no um, driving actual driving involved or whatever. Okay. So and then you have different dialogue options as you mentioned yes. down to the side. Yes. Okay. And how would you describe the graphics in the game? What do you think of them? Noirish. <laughs> it's it's all black and white, and it's very very noir. It's sh- lots of shadows, lots of um, yeah, like ink blots, um, um, shapes, and um, it has a, it's a, it has its own style that that works. It 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 gives a particular feel of Paris. It, it, yeah, they really managed to nail the noir aspects of uh, of the game. So a typical night in Paris then. <laughs> yeah, in black and white. <laughs> no, no, I, I've been a few years since I've been to Paris. I do love it, so just joking. <laughs> but uh, okay, so that's that's Night Call then. And so is there any voice acting in the game? No, there is no voice acting in the game. Okay. It's uh, it's it's only text. Um, the te- you can... Um, you can click through the text, or you can make it go out uh, on auto until a choice needs to be made, which is usually a dialogue option. Okay. And then it stops and waits for you to pick the pick the option. There is no timing involved, other than when you drive your customers from point A to point B, time passes uh, until you're after four a.m. and you have to go home. Okay. So it's it's all based on story, and you can take your time to decide what you want to say or do. Okay, and what do you think of the? So since it's all based on story, now you mentioned the uh, the detective aspects as well, and overall you like the game. But what do you think of the whole murder mystery plot then, or the the writing in the game? Is is that particularly of a high standard? Would you say? Yeah, uh, they yeah, it's good. They say they took inspiration from real life cases, from real life experiences of taxi drivers, and. Um, I think that uh, that comes through on the serious uh, and 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 some of the funny uh, encounters. There are some encounters that I really hope uh, they are not based on truth. But um, <laughs> in general, I can see that because they they yeah they touch on some themes uh, on racism, on police violence, on on religion. Um, you can you can get a priest in your uh, in your in your cap. You can get a, a scientist in your cap. It's everything, and that's the that's the the interesting part of this of this game. The diversity of the the customers. It's just unfortunate that the customers are mostly the same in the cases you play with, with some exceptions. Right. So if they change it up a little bit, it would help improve. So, but yeah, it- yeah. It looks looks pretty cool. Looks pretty interesting. Um, it's kind of like an idea that you think, why has nobody else thought of, thought of this? You know, why did, <laughs> that you play as a taxi yeah, driver? Yeah, it's usually and... like 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 great minds think alike. So when one one game with a certain subject comes out, and then, then... another game comes out as well, do you have by any chance know of another game that takes place in a taxi? Well, Thomas, as it happens, there is. So two weeks ago, I talked about two games that were set in the prehistoric age that you know two two games came out with similar kind of settings and it's Mm -hmm. the same here so you just spoke about night call well i played a demo of neocab which guess what you also play as a taxi driver and no way yes you also have to you play in a taxi where you interact with customers of the taxi 
And the main bulk, at least for the demo, is you in the taxi and you speak with the characters. You choose what options you you have to choose then for the dialogue tree. And there's also kind of a mystery involved as well. So <laughs> it's interesting. It's, now, there are some differences as well. Now, I imagine much like Night Called, at least this is just from the demo. This is not the full game. I need to stress that. So this in this demo that I played, you play as Lena, who is the last human driver for hire on the streets of Los Ojos. So hmm. this is set in California. I'm not sure if Los Ojos is a real place or not, but this, unlike Night Call, is more futuristic game. So most of the other taxis are automated. So this kind of looks to be similar to what may happen, what we, where we may be heading in the future, you know, to Tesla <laughs> self-driving cars, that in the future the taxis might be self-driving cars as well, where you get in and you tell the car where you want to go and they bring you so they talk about these topics lena talks about how this other company how you know they don't uh, have any humans working for them anymore how it's affecting her and her people so she's the last taxi driver so we meet her uh, as uh, she's driving on the back roads of los ojos uh, she is coming to the city to meet a friend of hers uh, she they had a bit of a falling out but she has invited Lena to stay with her in Los Ojos, so she has decided to accept. Now, while you are driving there, you need to, like Night Call, you need to pick up passengers, you need to make money. And I don't know if you can uh, lose your car. I didn't. It, it, this, this game seems to be a little bit easier than Night Call, at least the demo did. So yes. you have a Neo Cab app, which is kind of like, uh, at least what we have here, My Taxi app. And so you can choose the uh, passengers. You have a small profile of the passengers so you choose and now you see one passenger in the middle of nowhere so you speak to him and so this shows you the gameplay that features in the game so again you uh, interact with these people so and how you uh, choose the dialogue options then when you get to the city so you have to keep your star rating so you need at least four out of five overall mm -hmm. To uh, I believe to keep your car, keep your job. Now you start off with four point nine. So, uh, so depending on how you interact with the characters, they will either like you or not like you. And then at the end, they will give you a rating. So they could give you a five star rating if they're happy, or a one star rating if they're not. So again, you can choose if you talk in more detail about more personal subjects, or if you're more neutral. Or however you want to decide to uh, to speak with them. Now, when you get to the city, you meet your friend. Uh, so you, but you need to drop her off somewhere. She says that she needs to do a job. She needs to do something that she kind of messed up at her work, and so she needs to fix things. And so, yeah. in the meantime, you play, you drive around, and you pick up other passengers, and you can choose which passengers to pick up as well. And then you get to learn their stories, and you get to speak with them and see a little bit more about the the city as well, and the the history of the town and the people as well. And now, interestingly, as well, one of the I'd say key differences with Night Call is in the game your friend. She gives you a kind of bracelet, and this tells you your emotions. So it tells you exactly how you're feeling. So it can, in this game, it can, it can check your bloodstream and how 
your blood is and then it can tell you how you're feeling so if you're feeling angry if you're feeling upset if you're feeling relaxed if you're feeling excited and then within those right. feelings you know how emotional you are how excited you are uh you know whether it's mildly excited or mildly happy or very excited you know very strong emotions and so you need to keep them in check and other passengers can can see you as well because depending on how you feel you have a certain color so happy would be green and angry would be red so if it's if your bracelet is flashing bright red the people will know that you're very angry so <laughs> um so now interestingly as well if you depending on what emotional state you're in you your character even though the dialogue option is there she may refuse to, to give that option because of how she's feeling so she if she's feeling very angry or depressed she might not want to choose a topic based on how she's feeling but if she's feeling differently then she may choose that topic as well so i thought that looked very interesting uh, you also need to balance her monetary needs her you know her rating and uh, making sure uh, the passengers are okay as well and now you do then find out that mm, something has happened to your friend, so you have to find out what, so that's when the story really develops. So this mm-hmm. demo is the first hour of the game, and overall I did enjoy it. It's much like Night Call, it seems to be focused mostly on the story. It doesn't, you know, it's not particularly challenging. I was able to get a five-star rating from all the passengers based on, you know, the responses, and the writing, I thought, was good. You get to hear the characters' backstories now as well. And the graphics, they they look they look cool as well. They have a kind of a bluish tone to them. It looks very blue. And the music was very interesting. Now, one slight concern that I have is that I wonder how how much variety will be in this game. Now, as I mentioned, this is just a demo, so it's not the full game. It's maybe, while it did find it overall interesting, it, it did begin to feel a little bit repetitive. Uh, to, I imagine much like Nightcall, where it does seem to be the same again, that you're interacting with passengers. And uh, now the good thing is that you do have this bracelet, which helps to balance your emotions. So you can change, you know, that adds some variety to how you interact. But I do hope that in the full game that there is a little bit more variety. There's a little bit more that happens in the game. Um, now, mm-hmm. that said, I am interested in the story. I was invested in the characters. I really like the main character, Lena. And she seems like a pretty cool character as well. And um, so this game, it's a full game. I They say that they want to release it sometime in 2019. Uh, now, there's no specific release date. That release date may change. It may go into 2020. But it looks really good. It looks really interesting and i really hope that this game is good and uh yeah so i really hope that there is more variety as well but so far the story seems to be uh interesting it seems to be good that there it's written by different people as well i believe the stories of different passengers are written by lee alexander kim belair bruno diaz duncan fife paula rogers and robin sloan so that game again is neocab and so that's uh that was a uh you know a taxi inspired episode and very very briefly i wanted to mention very quickly another game from head to toe which i played with a short interactive story about winter existential guilt and your ex-classmates so there are two adults a female and a male 
who meet up. The girl is away most of the time, but she's back, and they know each other very well. So in this game, you interact with uh, with them. You get you know you get to find out about their well about their relationship and about their past and their experiences together. And so you you walk through this snowy landscape, and it's a very gentle game. You know, you it's uh, an emotional game as well. That you you know throw snowballs at each other, you sit on a swing together, and then you uh, you know basically talk to each other. And I really liked it. It's it's nice to play games like this from time to time, where it's more quiet. You're not saving the world, or it's not a post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. So much as I love those games, but this you know very real game with two people who obviously care about each other and uh, as you interact with with them and you find out more about them. So that game is from head to toe. It also features full voice acting and it's from the developer's Party for Introverts and it's from head to toe. Interesting. So that's available on Steam, I mentioned to say, and it's free to play as well. So Cool. Free uh, games it, are always cool. Yeah, and it took me about 20 minutes to play. So <laughs> Okay. Okay. So I think that's that's it for this week, another packed episode. Um, is there anything you want to mention, Thomas, before we leave it for this week? Um, no, I am um, going to play a game called Golden Treasure, the Great Green, in which apparently uh, you play a dragon. So I'm uh, curious about that. I have nice. I've got the game installed and um, I'm ready to go with that one. So that's what I'll be doing for the next week, I guess. Um, and I will report back on it uh, um, when I have more to say about it. So what are you currently playing? Nice. Well, as I mentioned, I'm currently playing Don't Escape 4 Days to Survive. I am nearly halfway through, so I hope to finish that uh, this week, maybe sometime if I can. And I am also started playing Whispers of a Machine, so if I can finish that game, yes. I'll like, give my time. It's one of the big releases this year, um, so I'll give my full thoughts on this game as well when I finish playing it, of course, depending on whether life intrudes, but hopefully I can finish those two games at least. And yeah, there's also another small game coming out in the next, I think, next week or so, uh, Gibus, a Cthulhu adventure. Don't know if you've heard of this game. <laughs> That they've yeah, been... yeah. And, I'd like to play it, but well, uh, I have so much on my plate right now. Well, well, no, I understand. Me too. Well, would you like to hear an interview with the developer Livu Bor next week? I would love to hear that. Well, uh, Sersha. Yeah. In- well, funny enough, I do have an interview with Livu Bor, which uh, he's the main developer of the game. He's one of the developers that's stuck in Attic, and he talks about uh, many things. He talks about how they came up with that name. And how the developers met each other, which is a really interesting story. And he also talked about the truly, truly insane lengths that they went to to make this game. You will not believe what, yeah. you know, how, I won't spoil anything, but I was, I was based, I, I go, in a lot of the interview, I go, wow. Oh no, you didn't. Oh wow. Now, this interview is, really? yes, no, it's, it was incredible the lengths that they went to. And uh, I conducted this interview back in January. So I've been waiting to upload this interview. Finally, now I can. I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> and also he talks about, he may be interested, that a certain voice actor appears in the game. I don't know if you heard of this, uh, Thomas, but have you heard of The Witcher? 
Yes. Well, the voice actor, uh, Henry Cavill. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the, <laughs> the voice actor of The Witcher in the games, he makes an appearance in the game. So he talks a little bit about that as well, about how he managed to convince him to appear in the game. So oh, that's it, pretty cool. It was a really, really fun interview. Livy is a really, really great guy, really interesting, really, really passionate. So I'm looking forward to uploading this interview. So that will be next week that the interview will uh will be uploaded. So and um and then before we finish, uh no two weeks ago you mentioned some podcasts you were listening to. I just want to give a shout out to one podcast I'm listening to. Since we are in the 15th anniversary of the moon landing, I am listening to a podcast from The Guardian. It's called 13 Minutes to the Moon. So this talks about the 13 minutes before they landed on the moon and all of the things that went wrong and how they had really? to fix those things before they landed on the moon. Now, it's from uh, Guardian reporter Kevin Hunt who conducted interviews who went to the United States and who conducted interviews with these NASA scientists and some of the astronauts as well. So he has first-hand knowledge, you know, from from them. And it's really good story as well. It's kind, it's like a documentary, but it's like a story. And each episode has a different topic. It talks about different, uh, you know, backgrounds. So it talks about, you know, when JFK gave the speech and how they, uh, you know, how they went about trying to make sure they could land on the moon before the end of the 1960s. And also another good thing is it's, it's not too technical. So they do talk about some technical things like with the computers and everything, but I was able to understand it and follow it. So, so anybody could understand it as well. I would really recommend it. And it's 13 minutes to the moon. I will leave a, a link to the, to that as well. So, uh, yeah. Um, so I guess that's, that's it for this week. So hopefully we'll have, we'll have finished some more games by for two weeks and so next week as i mentioned i'll be joined by livu Bohr. so thank you for joining me as always tomas you're very welcome it was um it was a pleasure as always yes absolutely and thank you to armor games as well for helping support this podcast and sponsor this podcast as well and i uh, look forward to seeing what they do next and what script welder will do next because i would love to see him make a game like the long dark but more like don't escape uh four ways to four days to survive and uh you know it we'll see we'll see what he does so uh until next week then everyone so thank you goodbye bye bye If you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate, and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for Adventure Game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at Advent Game Pod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you 
please may enjoy it. And you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com. So until next time, thank you.